Welcome to Radio Rehab. We are a daily show where I have a guest co-host on with me for the entire week, and we talk all things recovery. This week, my guest co-host is Matt H., who is an awesome guy who has an awesome blog, which you can find at hanscratch.com. I'm going to let you get to know him. I'm going to let him tell you more about that in this episode. If you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. That's G-O-T-O productions.com. You can call or text 415 496 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can go to radio.rehab and read the blogs from these episodes. Since it's Monday, we're going to get to know our co-host now. Let's get to know Matt H. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. We are here in studio today, myself, producer Shar, and we're joined by my guest co-host for the week, Matt H. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for making the drive and everything. It's nice to finally meet you. You too. So let's tell everybody a little bit about you. Uh, I know I talked to you on the phone yesterday. I met you a little bit. And um, tell us a little bit about your background and your blog. Which part of my background? Well, what would you say the blog's about? The blog that I started a couple of months ago was about my time in prison. It's only been a couple months? I started, yeah, the end of February. Oh, okay. And it was kind of a project to, I have a lot of fear about transparency. I have a lot of fear of revealing myself to people. Really? And um, some of it related to being a, uh, an ex-felon or a formerly incarcerated person, as we like to call it. And I knew that I could kind of get over that fear if I just went really public with it. And started writing about it and then publishing it. So I started that blog in February as part of that project. I totally get it. Because, like, I started, I think, you know, back in the day, everybody kind of knew I had a drinking problem and a a drug problem when I did. So it was like, I was thinking, I was thinking, I felt like the show would really help people. And I wanted to do the show. And people are like, but everybody's going to know. And I'm like, you know what? Good. (laughs) It's super scary. It is super scary, but it's really freeing. It's very liberating as well. Yeah. Every time I do it, I get freaked out. And, like, uh, I'll have difficulty sleeping after I publish something. Really? I'll, I'll post something online, and then I'll have a tar- kind of a tough time sleeping that night, wondering if, did I say too much? How's someone going to react to that? What if somebody at work reads it? What are they going to think? You know, like, all that stuff. And luckily, I have a wife that kind of reminds me, you know, you're, you're running away with this. You're running away with fear a little bit too much here. Right. And uh, I usually get back grounded. I'm sure I'll be really scared about this tomorrow. I might not sleep tonight because of this podcast. Oh, my God. No, it's fine. It's fine. I know. That's why I always say, like, uh, like um, on Wednesday, the show we're going to do is Epic Addict Fail Day. And I, I always tell people, like, if, it, if you really feel bad telling your story, I'll tell one worse that makes me look so horrifying <laughs> that... Like, I'll want to light myself on fire after I tell the story, but it's just, you know, and I think that's the thing with other people out there who are probably scared to tell their story or scared to talk about their truth or their addiction or, you know, what it used to be like um, or what it might be like for them currently. And I think th- I think this helps. I think this is a really good avenue um, where people can find people who are like them, like us. Absolutely. So uh, when did you get clean and sober? My date is April 23rd, 2005. So this weekend. <gasps> Oh my God! Happy birthday! That's so awesome. (laughs) That's really cool. I'm really glad that you're here for a birthday show. That's really (laughs) that makes me happy. I'm seriously, I'm gonna put your birthday on my iPhone now. I love knowing people's birthday dates. Um, And 
So we won't tell how you how you got to the end of your story because that's, that's yes, very good. Right. <laughs> that, we can't talk about that till Friday. Um, so can you do you want to tell us a little bit about like what you do? Well, I'm currently an electrician, mm-hmm. formerly an archaeologist. Really? Yeah. An archaeologist? A very brief period of time, but yes, that's what I studied at college, and uh, I went to Berkeley after I got out of prison, studied archaeology, dabbled with it a little bit, but realized it wasn't going to uh, pay the bills for me. Oh my God! Yeah, so I I joined the electricians union, and that that's so what I'm crazy. doing now. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah, union electricians union. Those people make that's good. That's like a right. lucrative career. It's doing good. Yeah, that's good. So you have health insurance and everything. I have Unlike great, a lot of sober great health insurance, great <laughs> benefits. Awesome. I know I know how much money I'm gonna be making. You know, in the near future, it's nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I just paid taxes for the first time in, like, forever. That's probably something I shouldn't say out loud, but I did. And, yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I I, just, I had to do it finally, but I had a lot of fear around that, too, so. Paying taxes? Yeah. yeah. I I mean, well, for a while, I wasn't, you know, back when I was on the streets, I wasn't making any money, obviously. But, um, yeah, and then I, I just didn't pay after that because I was really overwhelmed and afraid of, of stuff. And now I, I straightened all that out and it, I really like, I'm less scared. I sleep easier. That's good. It's good. <laughs> I mean, I didn't pay taxes for a long time, but I was also in prison for most of it. Oh, and do they let you off the hook? I would hope so. I actually, believe it or not, I, I filled out taxes my last year in prison purposely because I knew I was going to be filling out you know those financial aid forms for when you go to college? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I made sure I claimed all the money I made in prison, all $3.90 a day when I was a clerk. Oh, my just God. Just so I could have a tax return for the following year when I did the, the financial aid forms. But I obviously didn't pay any taxes, but I did my taxes. Oh, my God. Sense. No, that totally makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense, yeah, because if you're making that that much money, you don't, shouldn't have that much. Right. Uh, did you have write-offs in prison? No, no. <laughs> no, no write-offs. I don't, <laughs> like uh, soup or whatever? Or top people, ramen. Yeah, top Folgers. ramen. Exactly, mayonnaise, <laughs> yeah, species, totally. summer sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the gray matter, I'm not sure what that is. The gray matter. The gray food. Oh, the shit on a shingle? I guess that's what SOS? it is. But that was LA, that maybe that was just LA County, but there was something fluffy and gray. I'm not sure what it was. You know what, maybe they feed us better in Santa Clara County. I bet they do. I'm thinking they, they do, than LA County. They totally, maybe. they must. Okay, so what, what was your drag of choice? Uh... If you well, had the, one. Meth. Okay. Meth was definitely what took me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a daily drinker as well. Smoked pot every day, too. Uh, meth is what did the most damage, though. I right. was a trash can. I mean, I tried everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had my preferences, so. And so I'd say meth and, and drinking were my preferences. And when did you start using? Uh, I smoked pot for the first time when I was in seventh grade. Eighth grade. Got arrested the first time when I was in eighth grade for pot. Really? Yeah. As an eighth grader? Smoke pot before a dance. We were walking through the campus. My buddy had a bong in his pocket. And we walked by this rent-a-cop. And it was right at that moment when we walked by the rent-a-cop that the stem in the bong fell into the bong and started rattling or something. Oh, my God. But so, yeah, we got arrested. And I got suspended for a week. And I came back. And I was, like, the cool guy at school now. Yeah. And so I decided to fill that role. Oh, and okay. And kind of carried on into high school. And just got worse from there. Being the badass? The smart guy who did the bad shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, kind we probably of. would have been friends. I totally, I, <laughs> I mean, that was my line of thinking when I was that age, too. It was like, that's cool. Exactly. Um, And so then, so you, but you graduated high school and nope. everything? No? no? Did you get busted? Is that why? No. Well, I got busted, and then I dropped out. So 
I started using meth heavily like right at the beginning of my senior year. Oh, okay. I actually started using it as a study aid, as crazy as that sounds. It doesn't because the only time in my life I used meth was to do homework for high school. And that's what I did. Yeah. So I'd missed the first six weeks of high school because I had mono. And so I was expected to catch up with all that stuff when I got back. And I had a friend living with me at the time. We had this genius idea. We'll just stay up all night to do homework. And so we bought some meth and I dropped out of high school three months later. He dropped out like five months later. That is, that's yeah, that's totally meth. I, I had the same thing. I did mine in high school. I think I was about 16. And I was a really, like, lazy, just unenthusiastic high school kid. I didn't want to go to school. I had friends who didn't have to go to high school. And I was constantly throwing that in my parents' face. And I just didn't think I needed to go to school. And somebody, they called it Crystal back then, was yep. like, here, try this. And I like I was like all my teachers were all my academic teachers anyway were mad at me because um, I didn't attend class and I wouldn't do homework. I did the entire year's worth of homework like in one night, like and then I washed my car. And that's when that's when uh, the my parents were both out of the country and I had someone staying with me. And the person called my parents and she's like, "You guys, there's something really wrong." And they're like, "What?" And she goes. She did her homework, first of all, <laughs> and she washed her car and cleaned her room. And my parents were like, that's great. Me, I bet she just wants money. She's probably expecting money when we get back. So, I mean. I totally knew tweakers like you. I wasn't one of them, but I totally <laughs> knew tweakers like you. I was not clean. I was a total pig. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and the homework thing worked for maybe like a week. And then I had better things to do. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, yeah, the homework thing worked like until the end of that year. Then I had the summer and then the next school year. And then after that, my brain, I couldn't do anything. Yes. But I could start things. Or I couldn't, there could be something really important to do, but I would find it more important to like go into the grocery store and read the backs of labels. Or, I mean, I just did the weirdest shit on that drug. I think a lot of people do weird stuff. Yeah, that drug drug really just makes you do weird shit um yeah because like after i got that drug i, I told him like i'm really a normal person that's what's going on it's, it was just that drug i'm probably not even a drug addict and until i started doing drugs again i realized i'm, Holy shit, I'm a drug addict <laughs> right that's exactly what i well, when i was on meth i was convinced everybody else was on meth too and that they right? were hiding it because i was hiding it from people i figured everybody else was also hiding yeah doing meth on the dl you know oh my god so i, know. I thought everybody who worked at safeway the, the graveyard shift they had to all be on meth and every yeah on everybody like it well they don't have Dupars in Northern California, but like we had Dupars in Jerry's famous delis, uh, 24 hour places to go hang right. out when you're underage. Um, but yeah, everybody who worked, it would be like Denny's or whatever up here. And everybody who works there, it's like it's two in the morning, they're totally high. Yeah. But they probably weren't. And I totally had it confirmed because <laughs> I sold meth to a guy at a Safeway one night. And he worked the graveyard shift. So I'm like, I knew it. I knew oh. it. Everybody at night who works those shifts must be high. I just assumed. I don't know. I don't think the people that I thought were probably maybe, were. Maybe they did, or they're just antisocial. But, but Safeway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or they're just acting weird because we're acting so weird. Right. Because, you know, when everybody came in for the group I hung out with, with, you know, piercings in their face and different color hair, and we're clearly being weird, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and we order, like, like five Cokes and two waters. <laughs> no no food. food. Yeah, no food no ever. Food. Like, we should get some soup or they're going to know. We should just order something <laughs> so they don't know. And somebody would order soup and we wouldn't eat it. Just, oh my God, the paranoia and the insanity that Absolutely. went along with that. So tell me about your blog. What's it called? It's called Han Scratch. And my last name is Han. So it's H-A-H-N Scratch. Hanscratch.com? I mean, there's a reason it's called that. Han in German means rooster. Really? So it's like saying chicken scratch. Oh my god! But 
being a big fan of animals, I find that adorable. I think that's absolutely awesome. Well, the Hans English crash. word hen comes from the word han. It was just the British or Brit- English or whoever it was didn't get the translation right. So they took the, the male chicken and now we call them hens. The, okay, so well, I just, little side story I recently <laughs> had, like I've never told anyone this, I recently had a pet rooster who adopted us and he lived in Sonoma and I named him Foghorn, but he has been gone for a month. He left. I don't know. I hope that he left and a hawk didn't take him away, but he abandoned us or whatever. So, and because I love animals so much, I have to tell myself the story that he's actually like a whore and he goes around to different places and everybody. Because, I mean, we went and bought him dried worms and all this nasty stuff that I, to feed to him. And he still left you. He was like a little dog. He'd walk up to the car, walk up to the window and tap on it when he wanted to be fed. I didn't even mind him waking me up, you know, with the butt crack of dawn. And then he left. It's actually so when you said you- your name is Rooster, I'm like... Maybe this is a good sign. It's actually funny you mention it because when I was tweaking, I had pet chickens. You I did. did. And, I, and I slept in the bed when I was homeless, kind of, or I kick, was kicked out of my house, however you want to look at it. Uh-huh. I had the chicken would sleep in the bed of the truck with me. Do you and have it, pictures of this? I don't have any. It's, it's the 90s. I didn't, I know, I didn't have a, I know, I'm like the same a, a age, smartphone yeah. with me, but <laughs> I mean, I worked at Starbucks for a while when I was tweaking. And so like I'd have the chicken like in a cage outside char- Starbucks while I was working. Oh, my God. And uh, unfortunately, that chicken got eaten by my dog when I was at my mom's house. Oh, no. I lost little chicken. That is sad. uh, It's really sad. They used to follow me around everywhere because I got it when it was a, what do they call it, a pullet? Yeah. little guy. Used to follow me around everywhere. Thought I was, I was like the ping pong ball in that weird duck experiment, you know, where it bonds with yeah. the ping pong ball. <laughs> I, that's who I was. I was mom. Oh my god, that is so cute. Yeah. Oh my god. So I, I being completely sober, I have a little stuffed chicken that's holding a flower that I call Chicken Pea Flowers that travels with me, and I take pictures of him all over the all over the place. <laughs> and that's me being sober and an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he even has a voice and everything, but fantastic. before I totally digress on to So my the, blog the, is not about chicken, so. Yeah, it's not about chicken or about roosters. Right. It's about your. My experiences in prison. Right. And it's, so I said for me, it's about becoming more transparent. Mm-hmm. Some of it's about me testing the waters because I'm kind of in the process of writing a book and I wanted to Great. see if people like my writing. The reception of, so that, thus far has been pretty good. And uh, some of it's just to kind of remove the stigma generally for um, prisoners or formerly incarcerated prisoners, kind of by telling my story to let other people see that they're not just a number, they're just not a felon, they're not just a criminal. There's a story behind everybody in there. Yeah. And uh, maybe one person at a time I can help alleviate that stigma, you know? That's so cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Tomorrow on the show, we will be back with Matt, and we're going to talk about sponsorship um, in prison. Sponsoring men in prison is what we're going to talk about. If you would like to write us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. That's G-O-T-O Productions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And we will see you tomorrow. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll